All right, all right. It's time for the Buy Back Black Business of the Week. This one is for those who are in California or visiting California. Listen up, listen up, listen up. I'm very proud of this one um, because uh, the owner of this company, the CEO, is somebody I went to intermediate school with. Um, meaning we were in like fifth or sixth grade with each other and we were cool. We had like some sort of friendship, but I'm not cloud chain trust. Um, <laughs> we, uh, haven't spoken since fifth or sixth grade, to be honest, cause that's when I moved, um, to North Jersey and I just really fell out of touch with a lot of people, um, that I, I, that I was cool with and that I was friends with when I was in South Jersey. But like I said, who remembers fifth or sixth grade people, but, um, CEO, uh, Lemire, uh, Mitchell, I want to say his last name is Mitchell. Yes. I can't remember. I think his last name is Mitchell. Yes. Lemire, um, is the owner of happy ice, water ice, and it's in California. Um, and it is, I'll just read a little bit off the website of like, you know, um, what it's about. Happy Ice is an ultra premium water ice product made from a secret recipe from Philadelphia with an artistic L.A. twist. It has a smooth, rich, creamy texture of an ice cream and the light, fruity refreshment of a sorbet without egg or dairy products of any kind. The resulting combination is an incredibly delicious and vibrant explosion of colors and flavors that brings happiness to any situation. It's also vegan friendly and contains no nut products, so nearly everyone can enjoy the incredible experience of happy ice and guys like I said I'm ecstatic about it because this is somebody I've watched um when I was a kid I mean not watched but this is somebody like I knew as a kid um and you know just to see somebody that you know um, and, and like I said, I'm not clout chasing. I don't know him, know him, know him. But I remember him from when we were in fifth and sixth grade. We had conversation. He was a friend of mine or whatever like that. To see somebody blow up so well. I saw Will and Jada uh, um, trying it and talking to him and meeting up with him. And I just cannot wait till I can get to California myself. And um, like possibly run into him and just tell him like how proud I am of him and like support his business and, and, and try this amazing water ice. Because let me tell y'all, I love Rita's water ice and I love water ice in Philadelphia in general because, you know, I'm from Camden. So that's like right across the street from Philadelphia, whatever like that. And I can just imagine like this is so good. <laughs> And to bring it to the West Coast, to me, I think it's just it's just a magnificent um, sense of home. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant idea. And like I said, I'm just so proud of Lemire for um, venturing out and doing this and just, you know, making a name for himself. This is a business that his kids will profit off of. Um, his family will have a legacy of it. And I, I think it's just beautiful. Um, so there's a retail store. Um, in Los Angeles, California, it's 7324 Melrose Ave, Los Angeles, California, um, from 12 to 10, 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. There's a Happy Ice mobile truck, um, at 1850 West Manchester Ave, Los Angeles, California. Um, that's from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. There's another Happy Ice mobile truck, uh, at 2175. West Rosecrans Ave, I guess, Compton, California, from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, one of the three locations, I, ugh, I I cannot wait. I wish that he would come bring some to Arizona. Um, I would love it. And like I said, it's, it's vegan friendly, no nut products. Um, 
I will be putting his social media to follow. I know I always say that and I usually forget, but I'm really going to like do it because I'm super, super proud of him. Um, you can follow them at Happy Ice on Instagram, just, just at Happy Ice. Um, I can see Tabitha Brown's following them. It's a lot of people. Oh my gosh. I'm just super, super proud of him um, and all that he's doing. And wow. Wow. He's doing great things. And it's a black man, black business. Um, it's amazing. And oh my God, I'm looking at the page right now. It looks so good. He has so many celebrities talking about it, eating it. Lord, I need to, yeah, I need to go try it. All right, y'all. That's our black business of the week. Let's start the show. Where my music at? Hello, hello, my beautiful people. It's Friday, aka Friday, and it's a beautiful Friday. Yes, I love when I'm actually recording on Friday mornings because it actually does turn out to be a, a really beautiful um, Friday. I mean, a beautiful morning. Um, so what y'all doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, let me introduce you um, to me in case you your first time here. My name is the Damo and this is the Mind Your Business Podcast where your mind should always and forever be your business. Okay. Um, so we talk about mental health from the perspective of somebody who does have a mental disorder, just trying to educate and make awareness in the black and brown community. What's up? <laughs> right? I make a formal introduction on our last episode for season two, right? Crazy. Um, but I hope you guys are okay. <laughs> uh, man, because, uh, boy, oh boy, I don't even know where to start um i don't know where you've been maybe under a rock which i should come join you but if you haven't been paying attention if you have been paying attention um (laughs) the first presidential debate happened the other day and boy yeah it was let me tell you i used to be a oops sorry i used to be a sorry (laughs) I'm trying to like prepare for you guys, and I actually clicked on something by accident. Um, but and you know, guys, let me put a side note. Um, if you've never been on the part, no mind your business podcast, you never listen. We make mistakes over here. Um, I I I pride myself on candidness, and this podcast is nothing but candid. There are things that happen, and you'd be like, "Oh no!" Trust me, I know. Sometimes I can't change it. I can edit it out, but hey. We're just real over here, and it's real life right now. But um, if you haven't been paying attention, there was a first presidential debate a couple of days ago, and it was a hot, heated mess. Oh, what I was saying is I used to be a pre-K teacher, and I promise you while watching that debate, I was taken back to when I had uh, a pre-K class full of four- and five-year-olds. Um 
And that is not a great feeling when one of these people have to be your president. But I will say that a lot of it was more, not disappointment in Trump, but it was just more of just looking at him like, really, dude? Like, really? Um, I just feel like he took it too far in talking about um, Biden's sons, um, his deceased son and his living son. And um, I don't know about y'all. There could have been there, there. There's a lot of things about Biden that I question. There are a lot of policies on him I question. There are a lot of um. There are a lot of things that I'm like, mm, I know neither one of y'all are really gonna protect black people for real, for real. But one thing I did, I did gain from watching uh, the presidential debate, I gained respect for Biden. And let me tell you why I gained respect for Biden. I gained respect for Biden because. He kept his cool. Because I don't know. If somebody's talking about my kids, talking about my kids a crackhead, and then talking about my deceased son, I'm going to lose it. Because you're not going to talk about mine. And no, I don't have kids. So I don't know. But I just know me as a as a dog mom. I get upset when people talk about my dog. Like, I'll be ready to, like, fight somebody if something happens to him. Um, I'm that type of friend if something's going on with my friend. I will, like, I'm very protective. So I can just imagine how I would be with an individual I carried inside of me for a number of months. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that Biden really tried to more than slander Trump, more than, like, um, really just, like, say Trump is no good, he's an idiot. He was really trying to get a hold of message to us. He kept looking into the camera and really trying to connect with the, the American public. And he stood his ground and said he is very proud of his son. Yes, his son had an addiction, but his son is clean, and he's very proud of his son. And something about him standing up for his kids, looking in his eyes, um, and seeing how stern and passionate he was about both of his children... And how proud he was as a father. Um, that really struck me. And I was already going to vote. Cause I, don't, I don't care telling. I was already going to vote for him. Because one, I want Trump out of office. Two, I mean, I want Trump out of office. But also because he was um, very, he was very, I don't know, the way he composed himself. Um, with, with Trump trying to bully him and barking at him and all that stuff, like he really composed himself in a great way. And I can't do anything but applaud that because I don't have that type of control yet. Uh, when somebody is coming at me, yelling at me to like, not, um, retaliate back and get louder and get physical. So I'm very proud that. And when I say physical, I mean physical, like, as like, you physically see me getting angry, you physically see me getting upset, like, I'll punch a wall, or, like, you know, something like that. So, it's just, um, it's just helpful that he was a president that can display such, uh, control, and, um, it kind of was, like, reminiscent of Obama to me because that's another reason why I liked Obama. He was cool, calm, and collective. He held himself together in the public eye. And even when we wanted to panic, even when we're, like, mad and we're yelling, he kept his cool. And to me, a president has to be able to keep their cool. A president has to be able to keep their demeanor. You know what I'm saying? Like, a president has to be able to... um 
Because basically, the president, a president, is a, is the face of our country. They make decisions, but honestly, we all know the Senate and in Congress really um make all the uh make all the decisions for real for real. But um but to see you you want your president to be calm. You want your president to be uh somebody who is relatable. You want your president to be someone who um just knows how to carry themselves. And be a great representation representation of our country. And honestly, right now Trump is a great representation of our company, our 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 country. And let me tell you why. It's not a good thing. Let me clear that up. It's not a good thing. But he is a representation of our country because um, he's chaotic, and and America in itself is chaotic. America in itself has so many layers of discord and nothing has been done about it um over the years since he's been in since he's been in office and it's been growing so because of that trump is representing what our country is he is literally everything that this country is but he is not everything that this country he he is not needed for this country even though he represents us and, and some people might not like me after saying this piece some people might be mad that i said this and you know what I got to take the bullet for this. He's a representation of what this country is and the bad qualities of this country. Let me make that more specifically clear. He represents everything wrong with this country, to be honest. But we need to get him out. And that's my but. We need to get him out. We need a president that can can, can help turn um, that imagery of us around. Because that's what we look like to the rest of these countries. We really look like how Trump looks. And we're like shaking our head like, oh my gosh, he's a hot mess. That's how these other countries view us. And what we do with our racism and with our um, classism and sexism and our over, over overtly sexual nature. And all the other things that, you know, would be considered outlandish. And all the things that America does wrong. All the things that America lacks. We're bullies. This country is a bully. And our president, well, y'all president right now, and that's the first time I've said our, like, I called him my president, so I'm kind of upset about that. But this president, 45, represents America's worst qualities. You know what I'm saying? And he was voted into office because people, some people thought that he was, he hit a great nerve. And I could tell you, man, horrible. But anyway, um, that's not what this, this is kind of what this episode is about, but not at the same time. Um, so I just had to get that out of the way. Oh God. Watching that presidential debate was so, um, was so hard. (laughs) I tell you that, but, um, you know, election time is coming up November 3rd. Um, a lot of you guys should already start getting your mail-in ballots. I still haven't got mine yet, which makes me nervous because, I, like, I'm gonna do it same day and mail it back the same day. Like, I need to, I need my vote to be in there and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, it's a scary time we're living in, guys. It's a, it's a, it's a scary time we're living in, and 
I don't know. I just pray that we're we're going to be okay. I know we're going to be okay, but I just pray that everything works out the way it works out because, um, man, we, we, we need a turnaround. Like, seriously, we really need a turnaround. We really need our country to get back on track. Like, seriously. But... Um, yeah, we need it. We need it. And I get tired of talking about it, um, but it's necessary that we get ourselves together. So, uh, anyway, that was part of that was the introduction, but I hope you guys are okay. Like, I hope you guys are just like thinking and, and are registered to vote, honestly, because I mean, man, that's the next big thing that's going to happen in this country. Uh, so, segue, side note, you guys know this is a podcast about mental health and awareness, and um, interesting enough, I wanted to make this last episode uh, about um, voting, because this will be the last, this, ep- we won't come back until after the election, like way, 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 way after the election, so... Um, I wanted to do my part and make sure I encourage the vote because I know that a lot of people are not voting. And when I say not a lot of people, I'm talking about a lot of black and brown people are not voting. I actually had a conversation with somebody who told me they weren't voting. They were not voting because they do not feel comfortable with either side um, and they don't want to settle. And it kind of, you know, it's been, a, oops, it's kind of been a, um ongoing um, thing I keep hearing is that a lot of black and brown people are not voting. Um, And it's kind of disturbing to me, I say, because um, we we have a history in this country of having to fight for everything we have. And specifically, um, black and brown people, we have to fight for the right to vote. Um, You know, because after slavery, there were so many... um, rules and stipulations of why we couldn't vote and you know um so many tests that you had to go to and it was just impossible to have the right to vote and now we have the right to vote and to exercise that right to vote um and to to exercise that right to have that right to vote and not exercise it to me um just seems um silly and it's not to judge anybody but it's just to be like you know at the end of the day when you don't vote, you're giving the vote to somebody else. And it's not just about a president, a presidential, um, a presidential vote. It's also for our Senate. It's also for our, um, our representatives, um, local officials, um, in office, you know what I'm saying? Like Supreme court justice, um, um, just it's, it's it's a lot of things that go into it. People get so caught up on seeing the two figures for president, but it's also like guys, you have to look at it. It's it's if we don't have the right representatives um in Congress or you know in 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 the house or whatever like that when these laws are made, these bills are trying to be passed and all stuff like that, they're not going to be in our favor. You know what I'm saying? If we don't vote to have the correct judges, um, judges that are ethical and I actually give a crap about something in 
in those uh, chairs or in those chambers, we lose. You know what I'm saying? A president can only do so much. It's the people working behind the scenes that really make the difference and really push and, 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 and groove a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? That's why they can have a clown like, like Trump in office and have him just sit there and with his crooked toupee and say outlandish things because at the end of the day, he's just pushing the Republican um, agenda. You know what I'm saying? All the Republicans that are, are in office and stuff like that, they're just like, okay, I mean, he's a little outlandish and yeah, he's stupid, but right now he pushes our agenda and we keep, you know, we vote more for, for our stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's more than two people running for president. It's so many other things behind the scene, which is why you should vote. Because if we start trying to vote better people in the office, a little bit more change could happen. Because let's be honest, America was built on racism. America was built on systematic um, um, injustice. America was built literally on stealing land, stealing from people, uh, appropriation. America was built on all these things. And we know that. Um, Literally, from the first moment that the pilgrims came over here and saw the natives, um, immediately, that's what America was built on, lies and distrust. This wasn't even a, they, you know, from, we, we celebrate, Christ, well, we don't, but people celebrate Christopher Columbus. He has a whole day, which is actually coming up um, soon, but he found America, quote unquote, on a lie, you know, thought it was India and it was in India. It's America. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole different place that was already established. And he was like, see, America was built on lies. Literally from the first moment they stepped foot on this country. Lies. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So we have, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. I forgot where I was going with this. But needless to say, we have to start making the moves forward. And we cannot sit there and say we're not going to vote. You know what I'm saying? It's our God-given right. Not only is our God-given right, but it's something that was fought for and people were browbeat for and now are able to do. Our ancestors would turn over in their graves. Like, what? Y'all not voting. You know what I'm saying? But let me step out that cell box because that's not what this episode is about today. (laughs) Um, I wanted to do an episode on voting. But interesting enough, uh, last night I was scrolling. I had already had my, you know, whole thing planned out. As you can see, I was on a whole soapbox and I started, I don't know what happened. I was just like, you know, on Google, just looking at stuff. And on my news feed, um, there was an article that came up, um, talking about, um, presidential, um, psychopathology. And I said, Ooh, this sounds interesting. And he said, views from clinical psychology. And I thought, you know, this whole podcast is about, um, bringing awareness of mental health and mental disorders and behavior disorders and stuff like that. Why not read the article and, you know, give my perspective on, from what I read, Um, based on the president's um, psyche. Um, Because if you don't know, psychopathology, I think, 
I think I'm saying it correctly. I hope so. Psychopathology, because I've been like looking at it and like playing it repeatedly, so I know how to say it right. Um, because I mean, if you don't know, side note, I have a, a, a I have a speech impediment, so sometimes as it I have a lisp. Um, so sometimes when I say stuff, it doesn't come out like correct correctly. Um, so I try to, uh, and I know y'all have heard it sometimes on here. I try to make sure I say words correctly and so I don't sound illiterate too because, you know, I'm fully educated. <laughs> um, hold on. Psychopathology. Psychopathology. Pasa- it's the T-H. Pathology. Okay. Psychopathology is actually the study of mental disorders and mental or behavior disorders. So I was looking at this and I was like, yo, why not do this? Like, I feel like it, it's, it's things we already know, but why not put it in a more scientific form in which it's a better understanding, right? So that's kind of what I wanted to do for today's episode. And just really, uh, I thought because if, if maybe, um, even though we know, we know how Trump is and we know what we see, maybe if we kind of knew more from a clinical sense um, of what we're really dealing with, the dangers of having this man in office, then it would encourage us, one, to vote, two, to encourage others to vote, and three, to kind of just pass the information along, because this is not fake news. It's scientifically backed with data and all stuff like that, and and at at this point, that's the kind of stuff we need. So, yeah. Y'all ready for this? We're going to jump into it. You ready? You sure you ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? 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 <laughs> Hold on one second. We'll be back. All right. So let's just get into this. So you guys know me. I love me a good little psychology today. It's one of my favorite websites. I love to read the articles on there. Um, it's just really insightful. Um, it's also a great way to find a therapist. Um in your city. I use that to find mine. I love her to death. Uh, not death, but I love her. Thank you, Dr. Davenport. Um, but it's, it's just a great, it's a great website to really understand and learn about um, mental uh, things, not even just mental health, just like psychology in general, like the brain and people and well, that would be sociology as well. So it's a great place to just learn about the behaviors of the brain and people from a psycho- psychological and sociological uh, standpoint. Um, and also a, path- uh, a psychopathology, a psychopathological. Is it like, I just want to say psycho so bad. Let me say the word again. Psychopathology. Psychopathology. Psychopathological. Pathological. Okay, guys. Okay. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, it's just it's a great website. So, um, the article was written by uh, it's actually an interview, I should say. The interview slash article was uh done August eighteenth, two thousand twenty. So it's very relevant, very 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 new. It was by Daniel J. Winterick, PhD. Um, and he works with personality um quotation and wait. Yeah. And he um, he wanted to do it because of just everything that's going on with uh, with the pandemic, with the election coming up, which in the protests happening, um, which is funny enough to me, 
side note that um, people are starting to become more in tune and starting to question um, the validity of, you like that word, right? Of uh, the president now because of this pandemic. It took four years and a pandemic with multiple people passing away for people to start kind of getting a little bit hip to Trump and be like, mm-hmm, maybe Trump's not that good of a president. Maybe this guy should not be running the country. You know, and I think that's funny because I knew from day one that this man was not appropriate to have in the White House. One, he was a TV personality. Okay, I don't care what nobody says that he's a successful businessman. He has very, very, very little success in business. This man has been fraudulent since the day he came out the womb. He's had money his entire life. And with his recent taxes that came out, he low-key sounds broke. I sound richer than Trump right now. You know what I'm saying? To be to be completely honest, because that's another thing. His taxes came out well, the tax report or whatever like that. The man don't pay taxes. And if you really look at how much he would really technically owe in taxes, he's broke. He's broke, broke. So that don't sound like a good businessman to me. The thing to me is I think he just has a type of charisma that is not that's not used properly. Anyway, segue. Um, so Dr. Winterick, uh, wanted to conduct this, um, interview with a clinical psychologist and get his perspective on, um, you know, on, on, on the psyche of our president. Ooh, why'd I call him that? Oh, the psyche of 45. Um, just so it can add some contents to, um, what we, what we're looking forward to if he comes back into office again, like seriously. Um, and it's just questionable as a person in general. So uh, the clinical psychologist he uh, interviewed uh, was annual. Oh, sorry, Alan D. Blockett. I'm just going to hope that's right. He's a licensed um, clinical psychologist in private practice in Birmingham, Alabama. He was featured on this in a, um, an article. He was published in Salon, which is a publication, um, on August 13, 2020. He pu- he pushed a art- he published an article um, giving his perspective on recent events that have been happening um, in our country and with under the ruling of 45. Um, he's also given perspective on everything, whatever have that. So the first thing that's asked in the interview is the go- the Goldwater rule. And I have it written down for you. I know what it is, but I'm going to break it down for you guys. Um, and the reason why I was asked, it was because technically these clinical psychologists and all that stuff like that can't speak out on the president. They're not allowed to um, due to the Goldwater rule, which I'll read to you. Uh, the Goldwater Rule is Section 7 of the American uh, Psychiatric Association. Um, it is wh- where it states that it is unethical for a psychiatrist to give a professional opinion about public figures who they have not examined in person or who have not gotten consent to discuss mental health in public statements. So, if case y'all haven't known, Trump has never been um, evaluated for real. Um, 
He won't let anybody do it. Um, that's why he can scream out fake news and he can say that all this stuff is fake and all these opinions on people just hating him and stuff like that because technically, scientifically, people cannot talk. Well, professionals in the field cannot talk about his mental state. Because it's considered unethical. I mean, they can, they have been, but it's technically unethical to do. And it goes against everything about the um, um, American um, Psychiatric Association um, or whatever like that. But what Dr. Block said was um, that the rule is outdated. And the rule is outdated because nowadays... There are there are access to tweets and statements and speeches and audio tapes and videotapes, articles, books and other forms of communication in which attest to uh, some a public figure's psyche. You can hear it for themselves. They're telling on themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not that a professional is speaking out and breaking unethical and then is being unethical and breaking code nowadays. It's like these public figures put themselves out there so much that they they open themselves up to to the criticism and 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 in the criticism of their 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 mental state, you know. So that was the first question he asked and um kind of segue into everything else um because a lot of times he was just saying that uh, a lot of people there's there's a lot of misconceptions of of Trump and what actually going on his mind and because nobody is really taking the time to really study or can examine him we're just all just grasping at straws right now which would be confusing for the public because everybody would have a different a differing opinion not that different as far as no something's wrong with this man everybody's gonna say oh something's wrong with this man but it's the fact that everybody's gonna have a different perspective a different disorder associated with him blah 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 that it can be confusing for the public so then people are just gonna say it's fake news you know so it's really like kind of like can't really put it out there um but one of the benefits that was discussed in the article about discussing um 45's um psyche is that it would help to show why he should not be in office which we already know that um the risk is that some people would just be like like i said it's fake news and it's not um it's not um accurate um so he also asked do you think trump doc and when i say doc when i say he dr winterick asked um dr block uh do you think that Trump lacks impulse control or has a failure to plan ahead? Uh, Dr. Block said Trump is notorious for being a transactional person. He lives in the moment. He does not think ahead. If me, if he, if he did, his response to the pandemic would likely have been far greater and better. Lack of po- impulse control. It is reported in the media that Trump's staff and cabinet members have to watch him so that he does not make quick, rash decisions. He has been accused of sexual predatory behavior by dozens of women, which may mean poor impulse control, even as a youngster Trump was said to be impulsive. And kind of like, that's the thing. Like, it's funny that they say they don't want to put a woman in. A lot of people say they don't want to put a woman in pres, a woman in the presidential seat because women are emotional 
and we're irrational. Yet they put 45 in the seat. Somebody who we can clearly see just acts on impulse. Somebody who does not think, you know, somebody who's basically has to be cared for. Because from what I'm hearing from reading that and just seeing what I see, uh, we put a, a kindergartner in, in office. Well, not we. Some of y'all put a kindergartner in office and um, he has to be watched when he makes decisions. He has to be watched when he talks. He has to be watched when he's like doing these things because he is not competent enough or rational enough to be making these big decisions. It's like putting an indecisive person in charge of the whole country. There's never going to be a proper decision made because it's going to be indecisive. The person's indecisive. You put an irrational person, incompetent person in office, and, and, and people are shocked that our country's in chaos right now? How can anybody be shocked that our country is in turmoil when we put somebody in office? Well, not we. Some of y'all. And you know what? I'm going to say side note some of y'all because, because some of y'all didn't vote. And not voting gives a vote to him. But anyway, I digress. Some people put a person in office who is incompetent and irrational and and who likes chaos. I.e. where it comes from, why our country is in a chaotic state right now. Right. Um, So the first half of the article. Oh, oh. So first after the article, he's just asking um, Dr. Blockett about, you know, just the standpoint, the ethical part of, you know, studying somebody's psyche from a public um a public um eye view well as a public figure without actually you know what i mean actually examining them but um then he asked the, um dr winterick asked you know what can can trump's um psyche actually be explained and this is the thing that kind of like um um, he's categorized as a lot of people categorize him as a psychopath and technically on paper, um, scientifically he is, he would be considered, um, a psychopath, but here is the difference. Um, psychopathy is such a large construct. Um, it's so broad and it has many of, um, um, I don't want to say subtypes, but subtypes um, within it. So technically, uh, in the clinical world, we would cons- we would classify Trump as having antisocial personality dis- disorder, um, and which also can be uh, thought as antisocial behavior. Um, so, of course, you guys know I have definitions. And if I can pull it up, because my computer wants to be dumb. But um, not anything um, unusual, not anything that we've, you know. Um, and, and, and I guess it's, it's, it's great to find a difference in... Um, And saying he's a psychopath and saying that he has antisocial 
um, antisocial uh, personality disorder, just because a lot of times um, psycho um, psychopath is a term that's used with sociopath, which are terms usually used for like serial killers and like killers and stuff like that of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of so it's 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 a difference, um, but um, antisocial. Um, antisocial personality disorder, I'm sorry, describes an ingrained pattern of behavior in which individuals constantly disregard and violate the rights of others and those around them. Um, the symptoms of antisocial social personality disorder can vary in severity. Um, there is their more harmful and dangerous behavior patterns are referred to as sociopath and psychopathic. Like I said, that refers more to people who like start to like really get into like killing and all those things like that. Um, and just have no type of remorse. Um, but, um, a best way to understand the disorder is, um, it's a personality disorder that it, is uh, I read this and it, it sounded great, but it doesn't sound so great now. I'm sorry, guys. Let me just read the symptoms from the DSM five. Um, and the symptoms are violation of physical and emotional rights of others, lack of stability in job and home life, irritability and aggression, lack of remorse, constant irresponsibility, recklessness, impulsivity, deceitfulness, um, and is usually diagnosed from childhood um yeah so i don't know about (laughs) y'all but that sounds like uh, that sounds like uh 45 uh to a t um and it says the cause of the the causes of the disorder are unknown both environmental and genetic factors have been implicated um Which means most likely that one of his parents had the same type of um, had the same type of disorder or d- displayed the same type of behavior. And I'm really, I'm pretty sure what I read. Because let me tell you guys, I had to actually write a paper on him and his life. I hated it so much, but I had to write a paper on him and his life in my class. Um, ugh, and it was so gross. And I kind of read up on his like family life and all stuff like that. And I think his father kind of displayed the same type of behaviors, but to a um, lesser scale. Um, so basically, anti personality disorder is associated with associated with like uh, psychopathology, not psychopathology, but is associated um, with um, psychopathic and sociopathic behaviors. Um, like I said, those just tend to, um, uh, derive more into, um, killing and serial killing and stuff like that. Um, but basically our president, well, y'all president has a, uh, a, a very serious personality disorder and he's untreated clearly. Um, yeah, that's scary. Untreated. Ooh. Anyway, but, um, it, it's. The, the the description and the classification that's placed on him was based basically on his behavior, his his um interpersonal qualities, um, and just how he constructs himself, you know? Um so that's like the one part of 
the article. I'll go to the second part because it kind of gets more into depth of what I want to kind of like really, 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 really talk about. Um, so part two gets a little bit more into it and just starts to like explain more because uh, it starts to explain more of what is being um, asked. So it's the same two doctors. Um, and from the very first question, um, Dr. Uh, Winterick says that um, from doing studies, most people who have antisocial, another person had antisocial personality disorder would have, was Hitler. Um, a person who's just anti-fascist and stuff like that. And, um, people have made a lot of comparisons to Hitler from Hitler to Trump in the, in the way that he's so charismatic that he is a following of people that just do his bidding for him, just like Hitler did in World War II. I mean, well, which started World War II. Um, so, and there's been mad, mad comparisons between Hitler and, and, and Trump. Because their followers are just so diehard for them. And just, it's kind of, it's kind of scary when you think about it. Um, so, Dr. Winrick, um, this is his question what he asked. He said, in my opinion, Trump meets every textbook definition of a demagogue. Okay, and let me side note for y'all. A demagogue, okay, is a political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudice of ordinary people rather than using rational um, argument. So they use a lot of rhetoric. Um, And we know Trump lives on some rhetoric and lives on uh, buzzwords and stuff like that. So a demagogue. Um, Every demagogue has his followers. For Trump, many of his voters can be considered his followers. What explains why some people follow demagogues, whereas Others do not. So Dr. Blatt said, I consider Trump to be a demagogue. He appeals to emotions, prejudice, and not rational arguments or data. Some marketing research has indicated that some conservatives' brains light up in response to Trump. He is entertaining. He provokes emotion. He elicits prejudice. Um, Certain people like to be entertained. They might be wanting to see his next outrageous comment or act. Some people are mesmerized by his showmanship and bravado. Um, So in the article, and and let me just stop there. Um, Basically, he's entertaining, but he was a TV personality before anything else. So it's not shocking that people can hear him and see him and be like, ooh, this sounds cool. This sounds good. Like, oh, that man is funny. And it's like, yeah, it's funny, but it's not funny at the same time because he is running our country. He is represent- representing us. He is inciting so much um, chaos amongst us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's chaotic. Um, and in the article just goes on because I'll just I'll just give tidbits. Um, there was mention of what are the type of people that follow Trump that are drawn to him? And it came to the conclusion. Well, there, there was said it was said that um, Trump's apparent anger, resentment, rebelliousness, anti-government attitude and his proclivity to incite chaos usually appeals to those who are of low education, lower education and of lower socioeconomic status um, because those 
those individuals themselves might have some type of anger or resentment towards government. They might feel like they have gotten a raw deal economy. Um, economically, they feel like um, they might be a, have been left behind by the government, that they're unseen and that they're um, not heard, like they're the forgotten America. And, you know, here comes Trump, um, who, you know, shares their grievances, who they look at as their savior. So they gravitate to him and they say, yeah, you know, I agree with what he says. And no, that makes sense. And all the stuff like that, which is so dangerous because it would make it would it would be different. It would be different if Trump had came from the same background as a lot of these individuals that are following him. Like I said, a lot of the individuals that are gravitating to him are such diehard Trump fans are those who have lower education or lower ec- social economic status. Those who didn't grow up with money, those who have struggled from paycheck to paycheck all the time, those who have probably dropped out of school when they were in like the third grade or something of that nature, um, who are not worldly people or worldly perspectives. And I mean, it's stereotypical, but a lot of people would say hicks or people who are um, are in the boons or in the country, whatever have you, blah, blah, blah. But it's just those who are on the lower scale of things and who whose minds have not been really opened up. He appeals to them. But here's the thing. It would be different if Trump came from their background. This man was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. One of the biggest silver spoons in his mouth. He has been um, carried and babied and protected his entire life. He has never had to struggle nor want for anything. He got into a college not based on his his intelligence or his IQ based on who his father was, who his family was, uh, their company. His grades were forged in high school. His grades were forged in college. You know what I'm saying? This is a man who's never really had to work hard, filed for vacancy, like can just, will start and start up another business and, and just like call it nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a man who's never had to work for anything. Everything has always been handed to him. Shoot, the presidency has been handed to him. He has no type of political background at all. Nothing constitutes him being able to run this country. Yet people have given him that ability. So, you know, it would be a difference if he came from humble beginnings. It would be a difference if he came from nothing and he built himself in this country and made himself a great name. But he didn't. And these people of lower status... Just see him as somebody that's speaking their language, not understanding that he hasn't been where they've been. You know, it makes to me because 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 to me, I will relate to somebody if they've been where I've been, if they experience what I experienced, if we share the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Because they're relatable. A lot of the, a, lo- a lot of why a lot of people gravitated to Obama, not just because he was black, but because he represented an American dream, he was a a guy born into just, you know, born into a difficult situation and grew up trying to establish himself and trying to make himself better. And he beat all odds growing up, you know what I'm saying? Even dealing with, you know, 
his mom being white and his dad being black and all stuff like that. But even growing up in Chicago, all stuff that he beat all odds, got an education, built himself up, grabbed himself by the bootstraps and, 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 and pushed himself to this political, the highest political office there is. And that story of rags to riches or whatever have you um, resonated with a lot of people. And, 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 and that's what gained his popularity even till now. But Trump never had that. And it's crazy to me that these people follow him and think he's like this god. Um, well, a demagogue. Based off the rhetoric he speaks. Even though he's never experienced that rhetoric. And I want to say he's never experienced. He's never experienced what it is to be um, worried about paying a bill. He's never experienced what it means to be um, hungry. He never experienced what it means to 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 have to do something sometimes just to get money. He never experienced all these things of a struggle, but yet he is the savior. To a lot of people who have been there. And that's the thing. Um, he uses a lot of triggering words. He uses a lot of triggering words. Let me get back to it. And then um, the question was asked. Um, why is it that. Um, just why is it another reason why people like gravitate to him. And um, it was said that it's because he's an authoritative figure. He's a he's he's seen as a leader, quote unquote. Um, he's very authoritative in how he speaks, how he presents himself. Um, even though it's mostly just stupidity, he speaks with such confidence. He speaks with such um, yeah, he speaks with such confidence as this. He knows what he's talking about, and he's not. That some people are like, oh, okay, okay, I like this. He's authoritative, and that draws them in, even though he has so many negative qualities that follow behind him like and and one of the main things is because since he acts on prejudice um and and that's kind of like his go-to thing what what gathers a lot of people is that he um is that prejudice is a factor with a lot of his support supporters immigration is a factor as well he harps on immigration a lot. That was one of the first things he brought up when he was running in 2016. He harped on immigration. And a lot of people of lower economic status and a lot of people of lower education don't know that much about immigration. And their perception is that these people are coming in and taking our jobs. I am a lower status because these people are taking my job. So it's their fault. They have to go. They're the ones that are ruining our country. They're the ones that are doing this. They're the ones that are doing that. They're raping our people. They're stealing our thing. They're 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 causing us to be poor. They're the ones that are inciting all this crime. And it's like because they, certain people of that status already thought like that, Trump came in and said those buzzwords and kind of just like incited it even more, you know, um, and, and, and kind of amped it up even more. And that's what caught a lot of people's attention. A lot of his followers attentions, immigration, 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 immigration. So he appealed to them. And um, gathered them, in, gathered them in like that. He used em- emotion, really. He used a lot of buzzwords. If you hear him now, he constantly is talking about the um, the far right, and he's talking. He always says fake news, and um, 
He's always talking about, well, immigration. He's always talking about um, terrorists and stuff like that. Even if he's talking about like protesters and riots and stuff like that, he appeal he uses these words repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And if somebody uses stuff repeatedly, um, and you listen to it, it eventually starts to have it starts you start to question it, its validity, and you start to question if it has some type of truth to it. Um, even though there is data that proves it wrong. Because it is, it it's said so much and it's 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 repetitive. You start to kind of believe it, uh, just because it's coming from an authoritative figure. They're telling you it, and you're hearing it all the time. So you say, "Oh, it must be some type of truth." Even this data might say, "Ah," but it could be outliers because you know sometimes you know science can be wrong, stuff like that. And that's where Trump is gaining all these supporters. Um, this is where he's gaining his. Um, his um his following people are coming becoming so blind to the fact that um of his bad qualities because they see him as this leader this savior of America the whole make America great again thing um we all know that America was never great to begin with it was never great but in terms of him and his followers, making America great again is putting the white supremacist agenda back on top, making them the more superior race again. Because um, even if you watch the president debate, the 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 proctor asked, um, the monitor asked, the moderator asked him, you know, would he denounce? Um, white supremacist groups, you know, and tell them to stand down. He told them to stand back and stand by. Now that's different than standing down. Standing back and standing by says be on call in case I need you. Because there's going to come a time that I need you. That to me, I don't know about y'all, that scared me. Also, not even just that, because everybody's harping on the fact. Also, the fact that during the presidential debate, he said that for police, he stopped their sensitivity training because it was racist and because it was teaching people that this country is racist and this country is not great. And this country is not all it's cracked up to be, which we all know to be true. This country is not great. It's not what it's cracked up to be. And we are in turmoil as a country. And to me, it seems like if a race war is trying to be is trying to be ensued. Um, and that's scary. That's really scary. I've, I've y'all realized I start watch. I start reading the article and I'm just talking now because um, I'm scared. And I can admit to it, I'm scared living during these times. I have watched the news more in these last four years than I have ever done in my whole life. Just because every time I turn around, I feel like this president is causing more drama and causing more crap for us. And I am scared for the nature of our country right now. I am petrified of what that means for us as a people, not just a black people, but us as a country in general. I'm scared because it seems like the world is coming to some type of end. It seems like we have lost it. 
And that's scary. This election on November 3rd is so important on so many levels, not just because not just because you want Trump out of office, but because there's so many factors that play into this. If we do not get this man out of office, we are going to die as a country. He has already let majority of people in this country die. The same people who have voted for him, the same people who, who believe in him and that die hard for him are the same. A lot of those same people have passed away due to COVID. He's talking about jobs are created and our economy is the best it's ever been. And it's not. And it's not. He says these things and get up on these platforms and says these things. And then data, science, scientific data turns around and says that's not true, though. And a lot of people don't understand that. And, 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 and I got to say, we have to vote. We have to. Trust me, listen, Joe Biden might not be no better. Um, He has his own hangups. He has a lot of questionable things as well. Hillary had a lot of questionable things as well. But, but the difference is, the difference is these people are more stable. The difference is that I believe him. To be honest, like there's no more convincing that could be had. We cannot let this man come into office again for another four years because we will, we will, we will, we will sorely regret it. I'm telling you that now we will regret that decision of having him in office once more because he is not for the people. He's not for us. He's never been for us. Everything is backhanded. And when I say us, I mean us as a people, us as a country, us as black people. This man is not it. He's not it. And it's our duty. It's our civil civil right to go out and vote and really make America great. Not again. Because it was never great. But to really make America great is to start doing some more things. Start voting. Start start putting some people in office who are really about something. How about, yo, we need more of, we need more black politicians that are really about it and that are not going to fold at the hands of, of a political agenda. You know? We have to start being our own voice because... All of our protesting, all of our, all of our talking, all of our research is all, not research, but all of our like grievances are not going to be handled until we go to the root of this country and why it's so bad and really start to look to make a difference there. Because this country, everybody keeps saying the, fist, the system fails us, but how can a system fail us that was never built for us? You know what I'm saying? The Constitution saying all men are created equal, they were not talking about us. They are talking about men, women, and children that are white. And that's just what it is. They were not, it was never talking about those who have melanin. It was never talking about those who come here. It was talking about those pilgrims 
that king is really just talking about white men, to be honest. But, you know, eventually they threw women in there because women, white women started, you know, complaining and crying and, you know, caring, doing caring stuff, you know. And that's the sad nature of it, y'all. Like, this election is far more important to me than any other election there is. There was. Because this is, our country is at a point where it is failing tremendously. And it is failing at alarming rates. And if we do not take back and try to change things and really put our country back together and really start to make some changes and really start to like uh, do better, we're looking for we're we're gonna be living in modern day hell. We're gonna be on hell on earth, and it won't stop there. I mean, there's nothing more I can say. I really pray that we really. I I hope this touches, or if not, just have a conversation with somebody. But we need to vote. It's imperative. It's imperative. <sighs> Let me step off my soapbox. I've been talking for a long time. We'll be back. All right, all right. For the last time for season two is the self-care tip of the week. (laughs) Y'all, what's up? Okay, it's this week's self-care tip of the week, and it's quick because this episode is already super long um guys so i don't know if i said it before i don't feel like checking either so i'm gonna say it again guys self-care tip go on a trip go on a trip staycation vacation vacation uh kidcation whatever go on a trip go on a trip um it's something about getting away from your normal something about getting away from your normal everyday routine from your house everything like that that's a refreshing aspect to your life i say that because the next week i'm going on a trip (laughs) next tuesday i'm going to bermuda um which is my favorite island i'm so uh, ecstatic about it and i just i'm so excited because i just know i will be at peace with the water it's literally the clearest water i've ever seen in my life beautiful blue it's just beautiful water and it's literally like i said my favorite island um in the world it's just it's just my favorite island and i always find peace there um and um i'm excited because i've been dealing with a lot of things the last couple of months and i've been feeling so wound up and confined to my house and it just feels great to know that i'm about to go out and just you know just really be able to kick my feet back, you know, with not having to really have any, um, my school's going on fall break, my kids' schools, 
uh, when I say my kids, my students going on fall break. So I don't have to report to work. I don't have to, I'm sorry, but I don't have to post or do anything for our podcast um, because we're going to go on hiatus. And um, only thing I do, I, I still have to do a little bit of schoolwork, but even then I can get, I get majority of my schoolwork done before my vacation actually starts. So I really get a chance to like kick back and relax and unwind and not have a care in the world. And that is, everything to me right now. I, I, I need it. Um, I crave it. And, um, like I said, it doesn't have to be an extravagant trip. Like I'm doing just getting away in general, turning off the phone. Cause I'm telling y'all, I'm gonna be taking a lot of pictures, but I probably will not be on my phone as much. Like one, because you know, the whole data charges internationally and stuff like that. But I really won't be on my phone, which is what I need and what I want. I'll be with people that, uh, I'm cool with and that are great vibes and I'll be off my phone, which is the is what's needed. Like I said, staycation too. I've taken some staycations um back in May. I took a steak June, one of them. I took a staycation, I think in the beginning of August, and just got a hotel with me and my dog and we stayed. And it felt amazing. Like this is the things that you need to do. It allows your mind to unwind and get a different sense of scenery. Guys. It's imperative. You need to start taking more time for yourself. I always say it and I never do it. But right now, as y'all can hear, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Because I wasn't going to take the trip. It's my homegirl's birthday and I wasn't going to take the trip. But someone kept telling me, no, Dom, take this trip. Take it. What are you? What are you? No, take it because you need it. And I do. I need it more than anything else. More need it more than I ever thought I did. You know what I'm saying? So, guys, take that time. And, 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 and carve out some time for you. You know, if, if your kids are too stressful, can't take your kids. If your husband's too stressful, your significant other, just take it for yourself. If you have a good time and y'all both need it, then go together. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go together. Just have time where you relax and you get away from everything. Because with all that's going on, oh, you need to get away, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, that's our self-care tip. Let's get back into it real quick, all right? Oh, I know y'all tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> but as always, I am grateful for um I am grateful for you guys. I am so grateful for um the 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 following of of you guys. I'm grateful for um just you guys believing in this vision of the podcast and just being there. Um, this is the season finale of season two. Uh, we're going to go on a little hiatus about uh, uh, just, you know, so I can recharge and regather myself um, and come back full force for you guys. Um, I ask you guys to really take care. Um, if you're new to the podcast, there's a plenty of there's a whole season one and a whole season two that you can listen to. Um, and like kind of catch up and, and really, um, just learn more about, you know, about us and what we do and, and learn some things. Um, our hiatus won't be too long. It'll just be, uh, it'll be a few weeks. I think it's about three or four weeks of a hiatus that we go on. So basically like a month, um, there will definitely, I'll definitely let you guys know when we're on our way back for sure. Um, I'm just so grateful and thankful for um everything 
please know that there will be some rebranding. Um, um, I'm super excited about that. Some things are going to change and just formatting and stuff like that. So very excited about we're going to come back and have it. It's a, we're getting a little facelift. <laughs> we're changing a little things and um, little tune up. So I'm really grateful about that. Really excited about what that's going to mean moving forward. Um, because, you know, I get discouraged sometimes. But as a friend of mine told me, it only takes one episode to really skyrocket you and, and, and take you to the next level. And I think season three. Uh, might be the season to do it. Um, and I'm very excited about that. So um, with that being said, I would love to hear from you guys still. Um, you know, like I said, uh, questions you want to know, topics uh, you want to understand, testimonials you might have, personal grievances or whatever like that you may have, um, personal encounters or st- stories that you have about you dealing with mental health or somebody that you know dealing with mental health, um, black businesses that you want to um put out there, whatever, whatever it is. Um, you can email us at mentalmindbiz at gmail.com. Once again, that's mentalmindbiz at gmail.com. Biz is B-I-Z. You can also follow us on all social media platforms um, at underscore mind yo biz. And once again, that's underscore mind yo biz, B-I-Z-Z. Um, we do have a Facebook, Instagram, and a Twitter. Our Twitter will be ramped up and better. <laughs> Lean forward. Uh, it just I just had to get a hang of some things, um, but that will be better going forward. Just know, guys, that I- I'm internally grateful, um, externally grateful. I'm just grateful for everybody who listens, and um, thank you so much for subscribing and and following and just just being a part of this dream of mine and, and, and it coming into fruition. Um, once again, I do encourage you guys to vote. Please do not let this election go by without voting. Um, it's imperative to your well-being, my well-being, your mental state, my mental state, um, us as a whole, us moving forward as a people um, in this country and actually making some strides and some changes. Um, we have to vote. And it's our God-given right and our ancestral fault our ancestral right, meaning that they fought for us to have this. So how can we not acknowledge it? You know what I'm saying? Um, so this is so sad because I don't want to leave you guys, but it's, it, I have to leave you guys. Um, so forever grateful. Love you guys. Um, I will see you in a few weeks. Um, stay healthy. Stay safe. Protect your magic. Be blessed. I love you guys so much. And I'll see you when we come back. (laughs) Bye.